Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey guys, this is April Talbert of Gabby Grace Boutique, hanging out in the studio with my girl Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hi, I'm Elle Perry with The Daily Memphian, and I'm hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. This is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I have one of my beautiful sorors on the podcast with me. She's a media sister as well. I'm talking about WREG News Channel 3 reporter Bria Jones. What's up, beautiful? Hey, Soror. Hi, Soror. I'm How are you? Yes. You know, I saw you at the Freedom Awards. I, I was like, I got to get you on the podcast. And happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Black yes. love. 15 years, honey. It's nice. been a it's been a journey. So you have some stories too. I have a lot of stories. Mm, okay. Yes. Look, you'll be interviewing me next. Hey, I'm always looking for a good interview. I kind of feel that way. Always. I feel that way. So, Bria, let's start at the beginning. Where are you originally from? Originally, I'm from Blackville, Arkansas, a little town, Mississippi County, Arkansas. Um, and then I came to Memphis when I was about seven. So, okay. moved to Memphis. So, my mom is here in Memphis, and then my dad is in San Antonio. Wow. So, I've been kind of like back and forth, but most of my schooling was down here in Memphis. Uh, so, we moved to Hickory Hill when I was about seven. And then seven or eight, and then I would go back and forth, like sometimes between San Antonio and then Memphis. Uh, but then ultimately, I graduated from Cordova High School. Cordova, so Wolfpack for life. How was Cordova? What I love Cord- Cordova. Cordova was my introduction to journalism. Okay. Um, so like there was, we had a newspaper called the Wolf Tales. That was like my first like entry to journalism. And then this is kind of like old school, but like Commercial Appeal used to have the Teen Appeal. Okay, I so remember that. I was a part of the Teen Appeal. Come on, Teen Appeal. So I did. I was Wolf Tales, and I was Teen Appeal, and then um, I went to college, and then came back to do like like a, some type of like advisory thing for the Teen Appeal. But like Cordova was like my first introduction, mm-hmm. and I had a high school teacher that said, "When you talk, people listen," mm-hmm. and that kind of just I didn't really know what he meant. He was like, "You should be a newscaster." Like when you talk, people listen, but mm-hmm. it didn't like resonate yet. So like, but mm-hmm. a few years later. I got what he was trying to say. Okay, so. so were you were you always interested in um, journalism, or uh, so originally? I probably I think I wanted to be a psychologist when I was younger. Okay, but the thing is, I found I just I wanted to write like whatever I was doing, I wanted to write. Okay, so I thought that I was going to have magazines. I wanted to be like a younger version of like Oprah, but 
I'm going to be truly honest. Like I wasn't at that point comfortable being in front of the camera Mm -hmm. because I didn't have what a lot of people think is the look. Mm -hmm. So I was really big on being behind the scenes. I wanted to be a writer and my dream was to be Carrie, like a black Carrie Bradshaw. I went to college in New York city because I wanted to work for the New York Times. I was like, I got to be in New York City. Yes. And then it just kind of all happened. Let's talk about that for a minute, because you went to St. John University. So um, how was that experience in New York, coming from Memphis? Um. Okay, so people, when I first got there, everybody kept asking me to say Fenna all the time. <laughs> I'm like, so they Memphis. just thought that I was so country. <laughs> so New York was amazing. I was, I was at St. John's for, what, three and a half years uh, I graduated in 2015. Um, oh, you graduated early. Well, I did. Well, not necessarily early. I had to, it was a long story, but I had to have emergency surgery my freshman year. Okay. So then I did like a, I came back that spring semester. So instead of starting in the fall, I started in the spring. Gotcha. And then I just had to like do everything and then graduate to graduate on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but New York was fun. I did uh, my first internship. That's when I came back home and I interviewed, or well, I interned rather, I think it was Clear Channel at the time with Stormy and everybody mm-hmm. over there. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I went back to New York and I started my like first big inter- internships at the Wendy Williams show. Let's talk about it. A vibe. Because I am a huge a vibe. Wendy Williams fan. So you were there when she was in her prime. I was. How was it working for Wendy Williams? Okay, so there was a lot of... Uh, okay, let me see. Okay. Yeah, let's there, get There's the a lot of stuff. The team. I will say this, like, Wendy is amazing. Mm-hmm. As far, like, just to see her was just, like, she was on it. Like, she was just in the zone. Like, she was super focused, and she's really good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you got all the celebrity stuff. Like, I remember them telling us, like, certain things, like, you know, we can't look at her in the eye, you know, like she, you know, like we can't look at her unless she looked at us. Or if she was on the elevator, we had to get off the elevator. What? Just like a little something like that. I remember all that stuff. And, um, and now some things make sense now that certain things are coming out because Mm -hmm. her husband at the time, Kevin, he was, was he always up there? Oh, he worked there. Okay, so he was always there in like some type of velour Versace tracks. He was the director. He was he was really extra. Like, I remember one time, because the interns, like, we had to do, like, little petty stuff. Like, you know, if Wendy, like, we would have to get, like, wheat grass shots for everybody. Or we would, like, have to wash the dishes after the cooking segments. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I remember one time, like, I had to go buy, like, a birthday present for Wendy's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a card that she didn't like, so then I had to go back and get another card. Yeah. Um, but, like, we had to do, like, those little, like... Just kind of like, remember that show Diddy had, like, working for Diddy? Yes. Like, getting dry cleaning, like, all that stuff. I was really like that. And you didn't get paid. You didn't get paid. But Did you wanted not. that experience on but the But I wanted that experience. Yeah. And I remember when I left there, her hairstylist at the time, um, not the, no, her makeup artist, the one that had the dreads, mm-hmm. he was basically. Morel, is that the name? I think that's not Mar- That might be the hairdresser. She got a whole bunch of people to work for mm-hmm. her. Um, no, maybe it was it was the stylist, yes. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, kind of, like, dress, kind of like that. Anyways, it was really dope. But I remember him coming to me. He was like, we see, like, everybody in this building sees how hard you work. Like, just know that everybody sees how hard you work. Like, you're working harder than everybody else here, and we all see it. And that was just kind of, like, a good fit. Like, I wasn't getting paid, but, like, 
I was grinding. Like, I wanted to be there. Like, we were helping. Like, that's when I also learned about producing TV. Like, mm-hmm. what goes into the segments. Like, building those type of, like, interview profiles. Like, learning everything you can about your subject. And, like, just seeing, like, what are the best questions you can ask. Because there are producers. Like, there's an amazing team there that's doing a lot of work mm-hmm. for 20 minutes of television. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there's literally a team there to produce Ask Wendy. And, you know, that's only maybe... 90 seconds of television, but it takes hours to produce that for that perfect TV yes, moment. Yes. So, you know, it was a good experience. And she had a good ride. She, she did. And I hate ride. just to be there and in her presence and seeing how amazing and excellent she is or was, it's kind of just kind of, it was sad mm-hmm. to see it just kind of come to an end. So abruptly a, yeah. and under the circumstances. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. This is legendary Wendy. Ugh. Wow. It's frustrating. Well, but blessings to her. Yes. I'm wishing her well, speedy recovery. I do too. Uh, she deserves I too. it. I do too. I saw an interview with her uh, with WBLS, her former mm. uh, employer, and she looks good. But hey, they may put a, put a new a new video up today where I she know. don't look good. And we like, well, what happened? Fingers just crossed. <laughs> I mean. Fingers crossed. Oh, okay, Bria. So let's get into how did you end up at Channel 3 News? <sighs> Are you ready for my story? I am. Are you ready for my story? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you the, the cliff notes. Okay. okay. So I I went to St. John's. We talked about this. I went to St. John's. I came home and I worked for another TV station in Memphis, but I was a digital producer. And I really, really, like, I really wanted to be a reporter. So there were people that poured into me in Memphis, uh, Darcy Thomas, Merle Purvis, Jarita Patterson. Like, Jarita has went too bad. Like, Jarita and I now work together. At Channel 3, but, like, she was the person, like, drove me, drove with me to my first market. Like, my car was smoking, like, took me to okay. my first day of work. Like, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Like, those people have been, like, instrumental, like, mm-hmm. in my growth, my process. Even people behind the scenes. Like, one of my good friends, uh, Nicole Willis. Like, those people just kind of poured into me and, like, helped me every step of the way. But, essentially, I left that station, um, and I wanted to be a reporter, but there wasn't any space for me. But the news director at the time, she said, hey, I can't promise you a job. I can't give you a job, but I'll help you get there. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was able to make a reel. And I took that reel, and then I went to Monroe, Louisiana. So I left my full-time job as a digital producer for a part-time job as a reporter in Monroe. Uh, but I was probably part-time for about three months. And then they offered me a full-time job okay. as a reporter. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm making it. Mm-hmm. And then from there... You know, reporters, we don't make a lot of money. So <laughs> I had to get another job. I remember I was a hostess at Chili's. Okay. People was like, news lady, like, are you, like, moving? Like, what is going on? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, hey, I'm on the news, too, but I have to bust these tables because I have to afford to look like I'm on the news as well. Bria, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand yeah. in media. They they just see they the glitz and glam that you're on TV. Mm. And, and even in radio, uh, people thought that we made lots of money. We don't! They, people don't under Like, people go, oh, you so, I'm like, do y'all want to see my checks? To, okay? It's a grind out. It's a grind. It's a it. grind. It's a grind. Yeah. But we love what we do. And yeah. I'm passionate about my job. Like, I'm passionate about journalism. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about telling stories. Like, I wouldn't have gone through so much of the struggle if I didn't want to, like, my purpose is this. Like, I truly feel that. And so I was in Monroe for two years. I had the job at Chili's. Then maybe, like, a year later, I was like, okay, I can't be working at Chili's. Like, my feet hurt. I'm tired. Then I got another job where my feet hurt. But it was 
better. I was doing um, fragrance at Dillard's. So I did that. And then after that, I came home to Memphis because I was like, okay. The job, while I enjoyed being there, Monroe was like, it was a great experience. Um, I wanted something else. It was time to move on. And so I couldn't find a job, but I came on to Memphis for about six months and just kind of like took a break, did like some Ubering and stuff. And then I um, got a job in Flint, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So I went to Flint for two years. Wow! I didn't know you went to Flint. I went to Flint. I was as in a Flint. reporter. As a reporter. Okay. I was. I went to Flint as a reporter. Did that money look a little better in Flint? Just, just, a, just a tad. Just a little better. <laughs> just a little better. But I went to Flint because God was like, okay, if you go to Flint, like there's something on the other side of it, and that's a bigger market. Yeah. From Monroe. Yes. So it was a bigger yeah. market. Like Flint was like seventy something at the time. But I do have to be honest, like, before I went to Flint, I went to Flint, like, brokenhearted because I really wanted to come to Memphis. And I did interviews at, like, maybe two places. I met with the news director at another station. He was like, uh, you know, you're not ready just yet. But some people come to Memphis straight out in the bat, you know, or mm-hmm. after two years. He was like, you're not ready just yet. And there was another. Did he tell you why? He didn't. He just said, like, maybe just a little bit more experience. Okay. But... There are some people that didn't have as much experience. You know how they go. You know. Okay. But why I was broken hearted was this other station that I really wanted to work at. The station I was previously at. Whew, child. I'm just getting over this, honestly. I'm just getting over it. So basically, he told someone that he didn't know a plus size would work in the Memphis market. What? And that he wished that he could have my talent in somebody else's looks. No. And that would be the perfect. The perfect candidate. And that, that was communicated to you? That was told back to me. Mm-mm-mm. And I was I was devastated, honestly, yeah. because this was my dream. And it was like, I wanted to be in Memphis more than anything. And it was like, mm-hmm. why wasn't it happening? And, you know, I'm from this community. Like, people in this community look like me. Like, when I go somewhere, Definitely. they're like, I love seeing you because you remind me of my auntie, my mama, my yeah. sister, my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was heartbroken for somebody not from this community to come and to tell me or for it to get back to me that they didn't think that I was worthy because they didn't want me to work in the community that I'm a part of. I look like these people. These people look like me. Yes. But you don't think that I have the look to serve this community? you showing them now. You know baby. what I'm saying? So anyway. So but I you to- know what? I hate that about the yeah. industry. And and, and, and it's, it's an industry based on a lot of vanity. It is. And a perception of what women what, should look yes. like. And they're not as hard on the men. That's a whole nother subject. That's though. a whole. That's a whole another subject. Okay. Okay. Back that's to the store. Back to, come on, back to the store. Back to the store. got it, Channel Three dollars. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, went to Flint. Joy Flint. Um, did some work. I finally got to fill in at the very end. I did a little bit of fill in in Monroe, but got to do some in Flint. And then it was time. It was time. It was two years. Two years later, this was what twenty twenty one at this point. So I've been in Memphis now. It'll be a year next week. So I started. Thank you. I started interviewing. And I got, like, maybe two other offers this time that I ended up turning down. And one of them was in Milwaukee. It was a bigger market. But I was like, I wanted to go. But it was like, Lord, Flint is cold enough. Cold in a mug. I don't know if I want to be a part of this. So then I ended up um, interviewing at another station in Memphis. They offered me a job. And, um, And I was going to accept it. But honestly, something didn't feel necessarily right if I'm being honest. And the people were great. The station was lovely. But something just said, like, I don't know if this is it. But I wanted to come home. So I was like, 
am I just crazy? Like, you know, this is my opportunity to come to Memphis. And then another station reached out in Memphis to me. And I started talking with them, and I really liked the vibe of this station too. But I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But the day I literally had to make a, state, a decision on the first station that reached out that offered me on a Friday. Channel 3 emailed me on a Wednesday. I said, hey, I don't really have much time. Like, I have to let this other station know within 48 hours. That Thursday, I ended up doing, like, a phone interview. And then Friday, my now news director called me, and we talked. And he was like, hey, I know you got a decision to make. I've never really done this before. Like, let me see. And then maybe within an hour later, he called me back, and he offered me the job. And I was like, it just felt right. Oh, right. And I took it. So. Over there. News Here we are. three. Here we are, Bria Jones, your reporter. Now, talk about a day in the life as a reporter for Channel 3 and, and, and in Memphis with yeah. Memphis News, baby. Cause Memphis. <laughs> Memphis is Memphisin'. Memphis is off the chain. Yes, um, it is. And it, it requires some type of, like, finesse. But then, like, you also, you can't forget that, like, these are real families. Like, Yes, this may be the 10th shooting of the week, mm. but this family, like this pain that they're experiencing, this is raw. This is real. Like you need to be delicate. Like you need to handle this with care because I don't take it for granted. I meet people on the worst day of their lives, literally. Mm. When I meet you, unfortunately, most of the times you are experiencing something that you will never forget. And I am, it's an honor for you to even take the time to talk with me, to share your pain with me, to share your story with me. And I just try to, to handle that with care, mm-hmm. how I would want to be treated, how I would want to be handled, and go from there. Yes, because, you know, I know we were talking before the podcast started about the 13-year-old mm. girl from Batesville that was shot. And I've been following along yeah. with you with this story. Yeah. And it's just so tragic. And, yeah. you know, we often hear these stories. Mm-hmm. And to be a reporter... You it's know, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I'm wondering, since you hear these stories so much, the same content, are you a little desensitized? And I think that's, and I feel like in a way I am, but then I try to reel myself back in because I never want to be disrespectful. And while I may see this type of pain frequently, I'm very well aware that this is new to you. This is some type of like a fiery, like this, that pain never leaves. You know, I have homicide families. They're all on my Facebook years later. Like, that pain just only grows for them, it seems. Um, so, like, that's that. she was 16. So she was 16. 16. She was from Batesville. She was visiting in Memphis. And um, she was, I think her mom said she had went to work, and she dropped her off with a friend of hers' daughter. And then she got a call a couple hours later, and this was around, like, 7.50, like a little before 8 o'clock, that she was shot in the head. She thought she was going to make it, and she died the next morning. And then a few days later, I think this was I think Thanksgiving, they charged the 13-year-old with reckless homicide. So then you're already, you know, it's just heartbreaking to think this one family, this mom crying. She's, you know, I just keep seeing my baby's face. I wish I could rewind time. But then you also have this other family of this 13-year-old that's now charged with reckless homicide, and you can only imagine how they're feeling as well, you know? Oh, my God. Um, So just these are really delicate and, like, raw situations. And as a reporter, you're faced with how are these people even going to handle me when I approach them? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm Bria Jones for News Channel 3. You know, do you want to talk to me? Like, something traumatic just happened to you. You know, why would you even want 
to talk to me. And I feel uncomfortable, you know, even reaching out sometimes, but I know that these are stories that need to be told. And it's one thing I always tell people, you know, a 13-year-old was, a 16-year-old was shot and killed. But when I say that Takaya Nelson of Batesville, Mississippi, who dreamed of being a dancer and a lawyer, was killed, yeah. that adds something to the story. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I always tell people. Wow. Let's talk about this, Bria, because I often, you know, hear about um, or, or just, you know, people say Memphis News focuses so much on the negative. Now, as a reporter and working in news, yeah. do you agree or is that just those are the leading stories that day? I you mean, know, how does that work? So it's we try to mingle everything in, honestly, like. I hear what people, when they say that, and I understand where they're coming from, and I smile the days that I do get to tell a happy story, but we do have those pockets of happy stories in there. Like, we have our community changers, we have our bright spots, so we're making sure that we tell the positive stories in Memphis, but the reality is, and people may not like this, but when they what they click on on Facebook is poor people shot and killed somewhere, not so-and-so wins award for making donuts. Like, unfortunately, like, people want to see those positive stories, and we make sure to put them out there. But they're also not following and going to those happy stories the way that they should. You know, it's like we're honestly not, um, you know, and you're in a tough space of feeding the beast, you know, and there are certain Mm -hmm. things that you have to go after. Like, you have to follow some of those stories. But the thing is, it's also important. You don't need to cover every shooting. Like, what's the viewer value in that? Like, mm-hmm. I personally feel like there's no need to cover every single shooting. However, you will find that if we don't cover some shootings, people will reach out and say, hey, my loved one was killed on this street. Y'all haven't said anything about it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's like people like, hey, why haven't you talked about my baby, right. you know? Right. Um, so you literally have people that reach out. They want to tell their loved one stories. Um, versus, you know, not wanting to. There's some people that want you to see their story or they want to honor their loved one after something traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I try to also, you know, you need that balance too. Mm-hmm. You, know? you do. You need that balance. You, you need both. You do. But it's like, personally, you know, like what's more, what do you think people are, are gravitating towards? Right. You know? You write about that. And with social media, I feel like things have become very competitive with with the news that we watch um, on our local stations versus what we see on social media. Let's talk about journalistic integrity and sources. Mm. Yes. Uh, Do you guys like do you have Pookie and South Memphis that might hit you up like Bria? Well, you know, you never reveal your sources. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's one thing I'm struggling with. So if you're watching this and you want to be a source of mine. But you got a handful of them. Um, a slew I'm, I'm of only them. a year in, so I'm working mm-hmm. on building sources. Mm-hmm. But I feel like any time, like I try to tell people, you don't burn your sources, first of all. Mm-hmm. If any younger journalists are watching, you don't burn your sources. Make sure that you protect them because you want them to continue to give you information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just try to tell everybody, like even regular people, like people who are not sources, hey, if you ask me not to do something, like just the story about um, – the 16-year-old that was killed, there was some surveillance video that I got of some people running away from the scene, and the man said, hey, I will give you this, but I don't want I want you to blur my car. Like, don't show my car. Like, I don't want any part of this. I said, hey, I will honor that. I made sure that we blurred his vehicle because when I leave your neighborhood, 
I am not neighborhood watch. I cannot protect okay. you. And people are literally fearing for their lives. So I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize you. Because I'm not going to be there if someone wants to retaliate against you. So I understand and I respect your wishes. So if you want to remain anonymous and give me a tip and I'll look into it, we can go from there. Yeah, those be the probably the best tips. Those too. are the, those, those are the people that know. <laughs> the people that are in the neighborhoods, they know the they, they know the tea. They know what's going on. Yes. So. So you've been a year in. A year and a year next week. A year next week. Congratulations, Thank you. Bria. Now you know when we first started the podcast, you told me um, when you were younger, you probably felt there wasn't a space for you. Do you feel there's a space for you now? How do you feel now about where you are today? That's an excellent question. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like there there's a space for me. And it's almost kind of scary sometimes mm-hmm. because if you're not ready to step into who you are, and I'm still working on this, like I'm doing it in strides, but I feel like there's a space for me and I need to tap into it. And Memphis has embraced the hell out of me. When I tell you, yes. these people are showing me so much. There's a lot of people that... That's a whole nother story. They don't show love. But we're not focusing on them. We're not focusing on them. Um, Like, okay, so I I have to show you this, but I was Lizzo for Halloween. Okay, Lizzo. And it came about because there are people in the comments on YouTube that be like, why is Lizzo's sister reporting? You know, like, (laughs) like, you know what? I'm going to show you Lizzo, okay? (laughs) So Lizzo went to Bill Street, and I had to show you the video. video. Uh, But, you know, I feel like there's a space for me, and... I'm tapping into it, and I want to walk mm-hmm. in all of what God has for me. So, Amen. That's, that's where I'm Amen. at. Amen. Yes. I'm, baby steps, but I'm going to walk. I'm running. I want to run into it. Right now, I'm kind of yes. just, baby you know. Yeah. Wait till you tap into that full potential, though, yeah. Bria. I'm excited. It's amazing. Yes. I'm excited. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much. Yes, I love tuning in to you. Thank you. Now, what are the future? Like, mm. I know we right here, right now, but what's, what, what, what are your goals down the line in media? Mm-hmm. See, that's another good question. So taking you, it one day at a time. Say, I'm taking it one day at a time. I think the thing is, I feel like sometimes my dreams get ahead of me that I get just, I'm like, okay, well, this is where I want to be. Like, how do I get there? But I know we talked about, like, the greats, like, Wendy Williams. Like, I would love to have my own platform mm-hmm. in the future. Like, I would love to have my own show, like, my own platform where people can tune in or wake up to me and enjoy what I have to say, whether or not it's, like I'm hype right now. I'm hyper local, and I still want to tell local stories. But no matter what, like I want to tell stories that matter to people. Like that's what I strive to do every day. Whether I get an assignment that I'm super excited about, or one that I'm like, oh Lord, I don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> but every story matters to somebody, and I would love to do that on like a larger platform. Whatever that looks like, I don't know what it looks like just yet. Okay, but I know that I want my own platform. Whether that be a show or a podcast or a virtual oh, show or something, yes. um, you know, like what you're doing right now, this is your show. Like you're mm-hmm. telling positive stories coming out of Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and we need love. Like, like okay. you said, like we got a lot going on. A lot. So stuff like this, like <laughs> this, is impactful. Yes, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Now, do you feel like, um, as a reporter working for a a news station, do you have restrictions on you on what you can post online I in your personal life? I definitely have restrictions. So, so that's in your contract. <laughs> um, WRG owns me. Okay. <laughs> So if you wanted to start this new platform, it would have uh, to be. Oh no, I don't, I don't know, but I um, but like there are obviously certain things like when you're in the public eye, there's just certain things that you just 
you just stay away. Like there, like honestly, social media is not as fun for me. Like I love posting like our, you know, like our links and stuff like on my like social media platforms. Um, but I know that I represent a bigger brand that's bigger than me, so I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. I don't want to say, you know, how I feel about certain things. It's like, okay, no, you know. And, yeah. you know, this is also a cancel culture. culture. Yes. Like, I don't want to get canceled. Like, I'm just. Right. You're, you're constantly under a microscope right yes. now. Yes, But what does Bria like to do outside of Channel 3? Tell us a little mm. bit about Bria that she can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> See, okay, so I love I love shopping. So Come I do like shopping. to shop. Okay. But again, we talked about the reporter budget. Right. So But see you shopping now, because remember when we couldn't <laughs> shop. We couldn't shop at now all. We shopping. Now we get to shop a little bit. <laughs> so I love shopping. I love watching TV. Like I don't get to watch as much TV as I like, but right now I'm watching Love is Blind. Okay. And I'm like, the new am season? I watching this? The yes. new season. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. But it's one of those things, like, I'm excited to watch The Crown. Like, I love I The love Crown. I love The Crown. I'm done with The Crown. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. you already finished it? Yes. Okay, so yes. I haven't watched, like, it's yes. one of those things I just need to, like, enjoy. You got to like, digest it, too. Exactly. You got to really pay attention to what's going on. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to watching that. I just finished watching from scratch. From, oh, I, I saw not, from scratch. That was, was good. No good. Okay, I so you're on your Netflix kick right now. Yeah, so I'm into Netflix. Um, I like the Kardashians. It's kind of like my guilty pleasure. Um, and then I shopping. took a break from the Kardashians. You took a break? How you took a break. I don't know. All that yay stuff pissed me off, Bria. I'm okay, like, is it? Are you mad at him? Or are you mad at them? All of them. All, all of them. Yay too. All That's of fair. them. That's it's fair. just a lot came out there. That's fair. That's fair. And then um, I hang out with my family. I'm here now. Mm-hmm. So I get to hang out with my family. I spend a lot of time with my sister, uh, my friends. Some stuff that I was not able to do when I was away for, like, the last four or five years. Yeah. So that's been fun. And then um, just trying to, every once in a while, like, sneak in some just some me time. Because there's always so much going on. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, I was just trying to get my life together. Get your life together. Yeah. Wow. Now, um, speaking of me time, mm-hmm. um, what is a typical day of me time for Bria looks like? Just, mm. you know, outside of Netflix, but like, you know, because, you know, I feel like a lot of us women are doing more self-care and just taking, you know, a yeah. break from it all. Well, recently I hired a personal trainer. Come on, personal I trainer. Know. I'm trying to get my life together. Yes. How is that going? It's been going good. Okay. It's been going good. The thing is, I got to wake up really early. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go to, like, a group class. So, it's like, okay, <sighs> you know, the class starts at 6.15. Mm-hmm. I'm nice size, so I don't really leave <laughs> downtown until, like, 11 most days. Mm-hmm. And then I got the 30-minute drive to Cordova. Mm-hmm. Then by the time you get home, it's, like, almost midnight, sometimes after midnight. Mm-hmm. And then to be back up at Start like five. all over again. It's a sacrifice you got to make. It is. It get, is. Get for the greater good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? This is a time where I'm like, I'm trying to focus on that. So that's honestly really my me time currently. Um, and then like a little bit of time before work. But I go to work at two. So during the weekday, during the weekdays, I probably don't have much me time. That's why on the weekends I like to, you know, just find like some friends that I can hang out with or just like some downtime to chill. Yeah. 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 Like to chill downtown. I have been. Mm-hmm. I ha- downtown. I tell. I'm like, this is not the same Memphis. Like, no, it's Memphis not. This look different. Yes. Like, this is a it's different a lot of development going it on is. downtown. And I love it for us because yeah. I remember not having all of this. Like, maybe I was too young to enjoy it or yeah. appreciate it. But I feel like right now there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. 
ever than there ever was. So I'm enjoying this like rebirthing of Memphis. Yes, I am. I love too. it. I am. I too. love it. A lot to look forward to, and it's the holidays. No, it it's is. the holidays. Everything just feels just good. You know? <laughs> it feels good. You feel all warm and cozy. Oh, warm and cozy. Okay, Bria, repeat after me. Okay. A mine. Say mine. Amen, say man. Look how she said, okay, channel three, you heard her say, amen, <laughs> say man. This is a moment of transparency between me and you. Okay. I want you to tell me, what is the best advice mm. that you've ever received uh, from a media professional that you are carrying out right now mm. that, or that's really sticking with you? Something that's really sticking with me. I'm trying to think here. Okay. Oh, you know, I'm going to read something. Let me see if I can find okay. it real quick. Something that's talking about, this is something that, Somebody told me here recently. Mm. Okay. I never wanted you to wait until others saw your light. Mm. God put it there and no one can snuff it out. Don't you ever forget that. Boom. And Merle Purvis sent that to me Mm -hmm. a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think she's, like a lot of the people that I mentioned earlier, they know my story. Um, and I waited so long for other people to think that I was worthy. But you are worthy. And you can do it. Yes, indeed. So just go for it. It's yours. Yes. It is literally yours. Anything that you want to be, just attach, jump on jump on it, ride it till you can't ride it no more. Like, go after your goals. Like, pursue everything that you want to do, literally. Because yes. you can do it. What I did mean, you think when you received that text from Merle Purvis? It sent chills through my body. Literally, it sent chills through my body. And it was like, I started to tear up because so much of, I felt like my self-worth was tied into what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so much more than that. And many of us you know? are like that. Yeah. And many of us do that. I'm always like, what does this news director think about me? Or what does so-and-so think about me? Or does this person like me? But it's like, you have this God-given talent, and it's yours. Bottle it up. Keep it with you. Carry it everywhere you go and use it. Yes, use Anna? it. Let him use Literally. You. Hello. <laughs> now, like you've mentioned, Merle Parvis and a few of the legends that have graced our television, uh, local news. What do you think is the biggest difference between the legends and the reporters that we have now with your your class yeah. coming in. Um, I mean, you have some goats. Like, I can't take this. Stephanie Scurlock, okay? Let yes. me just tell you something. The goat. <laughs> I love Stephanie Scurlock. Like, I do, too. I literally love Stephanie Scurlock. Um, and we, now that I work with her, like, we get to have a lot of conversations. And it's just kind of funny. Um, just, you know, she's kind of coming onto my life as, a, as another mentor. Um, but I will say that they had, they did a lot for us and they set the foundation like they literally worked their butts off and just even hearing stephanie's story of being at channel three for so so long and working her way up um to you know now be in that spot um and setting the foundation for younger reporters like myself she's you know her claudia Barr, merle purvis you know we got people like darcy thomas Jerita patterson yeah. we have so many legends um that you know have paved the way for black female newscasters um, here in the city of Memphis. And, you know, even broadcasters. When I think, I think about Stormy's voice, I'm like, this is a golden voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so many people. Even here, when I met you, I was like, I know your name. Like, I know your voice. Like, <laughs> like I've heard you. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all yes. have been grinding in this city, long making time. it a, a long time, making it easier 
for people like myself can kind of come in and hopefully, you know, we can work out some stuff where we can carry on the torch because y'all yes. have done such a good job. You guys are doing a great job. You guys are um, doing an absolutely wonderful job. Yeah. Well, right thank now. you. And we trying. We out here grinding too. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, and you know, some like everybody. Sometimes you fall short, mm-hmm. um, but y'all have set the foundation to where we know that hey, there is no limits on what we can do. Bria, any advice for any you know? young ladies out here that want to jump into media. Um, what advice do you have for these young ladies out here? Or even fellas that yeah. may be interested in getting into the business? I think my biggest piece of advice will be to never let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to know that you will hear more no's than you do yeses. Definitely. But, okay, as they say, A dream delayed is not a dream denied. And I think that people need to literally internalize that and know that there will be some pushback. Not everybody will welcome you with open arms. But if it's in your heart, if this is a desire that you have, you believe this is your destiny, you got to keep on going. And that's what I'm I'm just keep on. They say no, I go back. They say no, I go back. But, you know, hey, now I'm in Memphis at the number one station. And I just got nominated for Emmy. Got so, nominated you know, for an Emmy. Hey, yes. Glory be to God. You know, Amen. I can't make it up. Like, yes. you know, a little girl from Blackville, Arkansas, you know, they told me, hey, plus size is not from Memphis. I came to Memphis. Mm-hmm. These people have embraced me. My followers have grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And you're you getting that Emmy, Bria. You I'm going to claim it. I want to see you it. You better claim existence. it. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so proud of Thank you. you, and I enjoy watching you on Channel Three. Thank and you so I just much. look forward to everything you got coming because I feel like uh, I'm trying. It's coming more, more. We're we gonna speak it into existence. It's we coming. Are. We are now. How can everyone on the Verbally Effective Podcast continue to follow okay. your journey? How so we have what well, we got. We got so much social media these yes, days. Yes, we do. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. Um, so I'm Bria Jones TV. Across all my platforms, just make sure the legit ones will say WREG. So uh, it should be at Bria Jones TV. So B R I A Jones Traditional TV. Well, thank you so much no, for, you. for coming today. Thank, this means so much for even to you to think of think enough yes, of me to invite yeah. me. So yes, thank you. Yes, and and to hear your story is amazing. I didn't know you went through all of that, and that's the thing about it. When people come on this podcast, you just never know what people go through. You know, people think they're like, "Oh, she's there," but it's like there there was a lot to get there, a lot of challenges, there, a lot of challenges yeah. to get to where I am now. But I wouldn't have cha- I wouldn't change anything. Like I tell God all the time, "Thank you for every no," because that no, yeah. those no's made me who I am today. I had a friend; she's she's she put it best. You'll be better for it, and I didn't understand that, mm-hmm. um, but now I do. Like I'm better. For everything that didn't happen that I wanted to happen. And you so. never gave up. I did. Never I still gave up. Never yes. Gave, even when I wanted to. And I, you creating a space for women, you know, black women that look like you. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of black women in Memphis that look like A me. lot. <laughs> a lot. And, 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 sh- and they should be represented. They should be. Yes. We deserve a seat at the table. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know? Well, keep uh, going, Bria. Thank you so much. Keep going. If you need anything from me in any capacity, just let me know. I'm well, here. Well, I'm always calling people. So. Yes, yes. Look, I'm, I'm your source from DeSoto County. Yes! 
<laughs> well, Bria Jones, a news reporter over there at WREG News Channel 3. Thank you so much for joining us today Thank on the Verbally Effective me. Podcast. You are amazing and indeed verbally effective. Okay. 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 Yes. I want to say happy holidays to all of our viewers, listeners. Thank you guys for tapping into Verbally Effective Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel and the pod on all streaming platforms as well. Thank you so much.